Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rook with Tom Fitzmaier Summit Commodity Brokerage and a lower start and everything but the hog market this morning. And Tom, it was a pretty ugly day in the grain sector yesterday, in particular the soybean market making six and a half month lows here. A lot of that was tied to South American weather. At the same time, we had some of these crop estimates coming out again, showing a lower crop. So it looks like maybe the rains are winning out here though, huh? Yeah, I mean, those the lower crop estimates have been kind of jumping around in the market for a while now. I, I when we when we went home last week, there there was an expectation that there was going to be rain in the drier areas of Brazil going into roughly the 10th of January. Well, that got extended out to the 15th of January, and some of the forecasters are saying we're sort of going to return to more normal growing conditions and weather conditions in in Brazil, Brazil and Argentina. So. Um, and it's really been a Brazilian issue. Our Argentina has been in pretty good shape right along. So all that uh, tr- triggered some some pretty good selling, and we ended up with the funds selling roughly 10,000 contracts. They were, they were roughly long 5,000 going into the weekend, so that, that puts them back short, um, which they haven't been short for quite a long time now. So uh, yeah, it was qu- quite a quite a negative day technically, and with the funds, and you know, it, you assume that some of those uh, weather reports and stuff triggers out some algorithms to to make some sales too. So you got that sort of lurking in the background. Yeah. So how much downside risk do you think there is in this market, Tom? Well, I think if the weather straightens out and we have we have good growing conditions in South America. I think the front spot month of soybeans could work its way down to, uh, you know, the low 12s. Uh, there's certainly a potential for them to still have quite a good crop. Um, you and I talked before we started recording this that, you know, look at all the hand wringing we had over the crop in the U.S. last summer and dry weather and we're never going to amount to anything. And by all said and done, we end up with a pretty decent crop. Which could could very well happen down there if if uh, if the weather straightens out uh, and they start to get rains and more normal uh, crop size. Now, uh, you know, like like you said, some of the analysts are starting to lower their estimates. A lot, a lot of them have the Brazilian crop down in that 151 million metric ton range. Um, so that you got to have to figure that that's already been factored in. Um, I don't know. The USDA has always been reluctant to really be aggressively uh, uh, lowering their, their crop estimate for, for Brazil, preferring really to wait until harvest gets gets kind of gets started. So um, I don't know. I, I the, the negativity technically and with the funds yesterday was not good as far as I was concerned. Yes. Yeah. And we're getting some follow through today, obviously, in soybeans that's pulling down corn. Corn made new contract lows yesterday and the funds are short there, so not a good setup for that market either, is it? No, I, like I said in my morning newsletter this morning, funds tend to do continue to do more of what's working and less of what isn't. And what's working is being short corn. Uh, they've made good money being that way. They've been that way for quite some time. Uh, you got the farmer caught on the wrong side. They're long, haven't sold all that much, ex- with an expectation that things are going to be better in January and. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what them having that much to sell. Uh, that 2.1 billion bushel carryout is, uh, is is a problem, and, and is going to continue to be through the winter unless something really changes in South America. 
and and or if we have a big pickup in exports, but uh, that really hasn't happened yet. So I, I guess we'll see here. And, and the other thing that happened yesterday was we had a sharp jump in the in the dollar. Actually, we've had three days in a row. Today's higher uh, trade would be the fourth day in a row of a higher dollar. Well, that's not great for exports and in any of the commodities we're trying to sell. No doubt. Now, we've held um, some support here in the corn market, um, even though we've made new contract lows. Do you think that long-term support area of 450, is that going to hold? Is that kind of the line in the sand here? Or what are you watching? Well, there's a tendency for each each successive month to go off the board. When you have big supplies like this, for each successive month to go off the board where the previous one did. Well, we ended up, I think December was around, you know, traded under uh, 450 for a while, ended up at 456, something like that. So I guess you have to figure that's going to be a, a magnet level for the March contract. Uh, we're not that far from there anyway at 463 as we speak. So, um, wow. yeah, I, I, I guess I, it looks to me like there's probably more here on the downside unless something happens. And, and, and something could happen in that January 12th report. They come out with some surprise that the crop was less or stocks aren't what we thought they were going to be. So uh that january 12th is has the potential to to give us a bounce uh if we do i think you got a chance for march uh, corn to move back up in that 481 to 494 range uh, if that should happen i think you want to sell the daylights out of it okay there's a lot of people thinking the january 12th report could be pretty bearish too so well um, yeah uh, yep. It's hard for it to be bearish when you sell off this hard going into it. I, I understand. We, you know, keep stay under pressure here. No, I understand. That makes sense. Wheat market. Um, we talked about how you know corn and soybeans kind of weighed on that market yesterday. The higher dollar index again today. Um, but funds have covered a lot of their short position in the three exchanges. Now, what do they keep selling off and go back short in that market, or what's your thoughts? I don't know why they wouldn't. I mean, the only, the only thing that keeps you from selling the daylights out of weed is 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 the Ukraine Russia situation, and fear that they're they're going to slow the movement of, of wheat and corn out of there uh, more than they already have. So that that that's the wild card in the wheat market. Other than that, it seems like there's plenty of wheat around. The demand for it isn't all that great. Uh, so I, and we slipped. I think we yeah we briefly slipped under six bucks on. The, on the March contract this morning, uh, we're back above it a little bit right now. But um, yeah, it just it just doesn't look that great on the charts either. All the technicals are pointing lower in wheat, just like they are in corn and soybeans. So uh, we need something to spark a, a rally, and I guess we'll have to see what that could be. Yeah, nice update in the cattle market yesterday. Um, we're not seeing a lot of follow through today, so just a little profit taking. And do you think the fact that we've had this higher cash is that going to overcome the lower box beef values that we're starting to see? Well, it did yesterday. I think the, ca the strength in the cash market was what supported the futures. Uh, but like you alluded to, the, the beef isn't well, actually was quite a bit lower uh, yesterday. And, and, and with that going on, it's going to be hard to sustain a cattle market rally. And I guess that's what we're seeing today where you know, they maybe got a little overly excited yesterday. Now, uh, the numbers are still pretty good. The demand continues to be pretty good. Uh, again, it's another one of those markets where strength in the dollar is not going to be helpful. Uh, so uh, I, I think you could see rallies in the, in the beef market. It's always a little dangerous to be short uh, cattle in the, in the January, February period because you also have potentially a weather 
market sometimes that can kind of give them a bounce. Uh, and, and it looks like prices are stabilized in, in the cattle. So uh, I don't know that I want to be aggressively selling right here, but certainly on nice rallies, I, I think you have to continue to be uh, hedging off cattle risk. You bet. Hogs, a little short covering bounce today, you think? I mean, we did flirt with those contract lows, I think, yesterday and some months. Yeah, there's not, not much all that positive about the hogs. There's, we had big slaughter numbers. Uh, we're killing, killing a lot of hogs. Uh, pork demands held up fairly well. But again, uh, it, it almost looked like yesterday there was some buying beef selling pork on the spread yesterday and maybe a little even evening up on that today. Uh, I, I just don't think the upside potential for the next 30 days or so in pork is all that great. Uh, I think you have to continue to sell rallies there for the next three weeks. Now, beyond that, maybe things can get a little better, but short run, I, I, they, they don't look all that great. Uh, they're bearish technically. And, uh, and, 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 and until that changes, I, I don't see hogs having a lot of upside. You bet. One last question for you. You mentioned the dollar early on, you know, being higher. And do you think that maybe the dollar is now kind of trying to price in the idea that maybe the thoughts that interest rates were going to come down in 2024, maybe we got a little ahead of ourselves or what? Generally, the dollar is, is moved by interest rate differentials between U.S. dollar and all the other currencies. And if there's a perception that interest rates aren't going to go down all that much, that would be the one thing that's really supportive to the dollar. So, uh, yeah, that, that that's going to be an issue we're going to struggle with probably right up until the election, because there's a lot of talk about is the Fed going to help uh, support the Biden administration by lowering interest rates. On the other hand, uh, they don't want to do that because they don't want to get uh, inflation fired back up again. Uh, so that's really going to be an interesting market to watch. Uh, there's a political compo component to it, com uh, potentially. And and within, within uncertainty of inflation, is it going to be here? Is it not going to be here? What's going to inflate? What isn't going to inflate? Um, there's a, it, it's all going to set us up for a lot of volatility uh, through most of 2024. All right. Thanks so much, Tom Fitzmaurice, Summit Commodity Brokerage. That is Markets Now.